electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. Meme stock mania has a new chapter. There's only one rule. If you play, don't get gamed. Retail trading pioneer Tom Sosnoff. Meme stock mania, for whatever it is, whatever that means, it's just good for business. I don't know about that, though. There are going to be some winners, but there's going to be a lot of losers. And the B word, yep, buybacks still, they pop up in all kinds of stories. So there's two issues. Uh-oh. Who put Lululemon in here with the buyback? If it really isn't material, then it's a waste. All that today, plus the latest in Ukraine, the BA2 COVID variant, and we're checking in with the loudest activists on Wall Street. What I was going to tell you about Icon is, Remember, I called him a genius, right. but I said he's never, he's a perma-bear. It's Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand under by in three, two, one, two, Andrew. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC Live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin along with Joe Kern. Becky's off today. We've got it all covered, yeah. but between the two of us, we do. We've got We've got it all covered. I think just all the spectrum. We Here do. We, go. we do. You're going to get both. The, if we talk buybacks, if we do anything, we're going to we're going to cover it. We're going to cover it all. We've got a lot to talk about. Whatever anybody is out there, You're someone's going to be sides. nodding. Someone's going to be nodding, nodding, and the something. other person's going to be pulling their hair out. Okay. Well, here we go. Russia and Ukraine said they made progress in ceasefire talks yesterday with. Uh, Kiev presenting a proposal for neutral status and international security guarantees. Moscow uh, promised to limit operations near Ukraine's capital, but reports say that Russia continued deadly strikes uh, in the country. And that, that was responsible for some of the, the better trading yesterday. I don't know what to think. I, I don't at this point. I don't know what the end game looks like. There's a lot of ramifications. I, I, if we knew what Vladimir Putin wanted deep down, long term, I think we'd have a better idea of what to expect. What does he want? Does he want to reconstitute the Soviet Union? Then this doesn't end anytime soon. Legacy. Does he want to just make Legacy. sure that, does he want to make sure that, that, that this, uh, you know, the, the, what's in between Russia and the West is Ukraine. So if it right. was NATO, he'd be worried. He'd have, does, is that really all he wants just for, for Russia's security? I don't know. I don't know what, you know, no one knows. I don't think. How old is he now? I think he's, uh, is he 69 or is he not that old? He's maybe, some... maybe he's not that old. Um, he's got a few years left. I think I have few, calculated few to, it. To and conquer, he wants to go to, to 2034 more. or something, right. um, like I do, minimum. Minimum. Okay. We uh, have an update on COVID this morning. Adults aged 50 and older. 69. Will be you? you I, I thought right. I thought you were excited no, about no, COVID and being no, over fifty. No, but, he's know. no, yeah, no, uh, he's sixty-nine. He is. So he's those, got a uh, long over, way to go. For those over fifty years old, uh, you will be eligible now for a second COVID booster shot. The FDA and CDA, uh, CDC rather, uh, it, signing off on those boosters from Pfizer and Moderna. They're expected to authorize the shots 
for the broader population in the fall. Meantime, the CDC now estimates that the Omicron BA2 variant represents more than half of the new COVID cases in the U.S., making it the dominant strain, the concentration of that new subvariant in New York and New Jersey, estimated to be at least 70 percent. That so-called stealth variant appears to spread more easily than prior variants, but research suggests it carries a lower risk of severe disease. So uh, that's the good news in New York, by the way. It shot up, shot up in the last two days. Three and a half now. It's about right? three and a half percent. Yeah. Um, so it, it's moving. But I don't know if you saw the other news, which I thought was even more interesting, which was out of my alma mater at Cornell. Yeah. There is a new um, prophylactic uh, effort being uh, made with a nasal spray. Is that like a homonym? There's different uses for it, obviously. Right? But yeah. it would be. You mean preventive? Preventative. Yes. Uh, something that you, would, that you would spray up your nose uh, yeah. prior to or within 12 hours of. This could be something that could That'd come out nice. as early as this fall that would actually prevent infection unto itself, which I thought was pretty I feel interesting. People, I feel like I've got the red pill, you know, having had it this year. And I think uh, the original Omicron is pretty good against uh, the, the, the more infectious, but maybe the same amount of, uh, of virulence. But I think the immunity that you get from BA1 is, is it called BA1? Is this BA2 and BA1? BA1, BA2, it, yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's a powerful, I think a lot of people feel, because it was so many people got that Omicron and you know had it for a couple of days or a week or whatever, and then it was gone. So um, I don't know, I feel good. I, feel, I, I, I dodged good. so far as you know. I know, so well, I'm, we I'm, don't know. I think you might You think be, I haven't, you think I've, I've had I it and don't know it. I think you may have had it and don't have it. I don't see I'm how such a strong can. immune system, yes. trust me. I'm such yes. a delicate flower, I would know. Uh, you, I would know. You would know? You still wouldn't be back if you got it in like, right. Would know. Yeah, if you had it in October. Lululemon, are you wearing? I'm not wearing Lululemon uh, this morning. You got it. You, you've transitioned to, to some other pants, haven't you? I have. You're I very could do, fickle. We could do a little fashion show. You're very fickle. No, this is. Um, you've told me about these. Ministry of Supply. Has it got a zipper on your back right pocket? It does not. See, I like that. But I want. But it. But this. We could show show them off. They look like slacks. Will we see that you're not wearing socks? No, I'm wearing socks. No way. Yeah. I'm what happened? Socks. It's the winter. It's cold outside. It was cold last week, and there were no socks. Right. But they are. Almost, but they they stretch. There's a lot of stretch in them, so they feel like like you're wearing pajamas. But they look like you're wearing. Hey socks. now. Oh, uh, okay. Just, are you? I'm an admirer. Right now, are you feeling like you're wearing pajamas? Is that something I got to factor into my thinking? No, it's just okay. a, a level of comfort. Okay. Level okay. of comfort. All right. Lulu Lemon, not good news for Lulu Lemon as far Maybe as, as, folks far, like me far as are, Andrew. No, right. this may be good news. I'm saying that what you just said oh. is, is not, at least as far as the Sorkin uh, contingent goes. The maker of uh, Athleisure Apparel. Athleisure Apparel, that's a good one. Athleisure, right? That's a portmanteau. Yeah. That's a really good athleisure. It's like garbage. Reported earnings that beat estimates by nine cents, although revenue fell short. Lulu also announced a one billion. Uh-oh. I don't, if this is going to trigger you, I'm not, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. A buyback, a billion dollars. I'm not even going to say it. I'm just, because I'm avoiding things that that, could. I don't know. What do you think? I was actually thinking of it yesterday. And, and, and 
My feeling is that if it does goose the stock, it's temporary. Stocks move all over the place. Over time, two, three, four years, what CEOs do when they do it. I, I just don't think, that's what O'Leary said. Remember O'Leary said, I, you know, I'm willing to accept if they goose it for a point and they sell into that, okay, fine. Um, it's just over time, I don't think, it, I don't think it's material. I don't think, by the way. I don't well, think it's material. So and three years is way too long. So there's two issues. One is if it Uh-oh. really isn't material. Who put Lululemon in here know, with the buyback? Who did if this? If it really isn't material, yeah. then it's a waste. Then it's actually a waste. To buy back? Right. No, I, I just don't think it's, it's useful. I think it's used, like I said, to, to reduce the float. Right. I agree. Or, or because, agree. They, or because valuations people, are so... Especially because companies are issuing so many shares these days. Here's the thing. Do you, think the, do you think the GE management got a great deal, like, selling into... I mean, it went from 60 to, to like, 11. Buybacks did nothing for GE. Completely. But, but most of the time... Eastman Kodak... It moves this, it most of the a time. A little bit, but it's it over time. Tem- but it, but it's over time, right? They, they announce a program and it goes on for, they do it off and on for an right, entire the question, year. The so is when whether, is the guy supposed to the sell question, that? A year, two years after, a year oh, after. I don't know. Why I don't not? think, because I don't think it makes that much of a difference. I, I don't oh. think that, I think it's, what, I, well, what, if stocks go between 50 and 100, it's like when, um, it's like when Stefan sold at 70. We were like, he's showing at 70. It went to like 400. Well, Who cares? The moronic to begin with. The, then they what, shouldn't be pursuing the buybacks. Then it ought to be compensation. Then we're back to where they get compensation right. and they're not they aligned. Be doing the then we'll be back with. to they're not aligned then with the company. Then the question company. is, what's the most productive use of the money? And the question is for a Lululemon. Could they be investing? You know, should they be buying uh, suits? Uh, what is this? Uh, not, uh, that's the decision. That's the decision of the guy that's making a totally. lot of money. That's why he's making a lot of money because he makes those decisions. He, I don't want to merge because things are too expensive. I don't like. Uh, they I, should I, make I, these decisions. Right. I think our workforce is already bloated, so I'm not going to hire anybody I get it. else. We've got the best pants in the world, right. so we don't need any R and D. But he could dividend out the money. It could. It could. And you, I do like. Would. I do. I like the idea of at least making. A dividend and a buyback, in terms of how we incentivize those things, similar. That might work, right? Now, what are we going to do with the all the with all the gains locked up with the billionaires? That that's what you got to come up with. I'm not. By the way, well, no, I don't like the idea of taxing unrealized gains. No, I know, but how are you going to get at if someone has? Why do I need to get at it? You don't want to get at 30 years of of gains that it will never be taxed even after. No, no, I don't need to get at unrealized gains. I want to get at that. To so the you will I, wait for the event, whether it's death or sale. If we, if we could deal with all of the issues around estate taxes, absolutely. Why not do it that way? I think that's a completely fair and reasonable thing to do. But you have to do it in a way where you can't put it into five different tax-free vehicles now so that it never gets taxed later. As you know, I would even, I would, at some point I would have a cap on an annual amount that you would gift that would be tax-free, and after that, if you want to gift shares, you would have you to pay. You mean the philanthropy? Yes, because what, one of the things that happens is a lot of those, that money, and by the way, God bless them to give it away, but at some point, maybe you say to yourself, there's a 10, an annual 10 or $20 million gift, that's gift-free. So if you're going to take shares and gift them, the first 10 or $20 million is free. After that, you have to effectively sell them, pay the taxes on that, and then give the rest of the money away. How about at this terrible. point? How about at this point? Record revenue for taxes. That's what you get, Mr. Government. That's it. Now. Record revenue. You're saying it's great. No, we have it now. We have it now. That's what you get. No more. No more. That's what you work and, with. 
do something with oh, that non-discretionary. I like that. I like that. Move it around, put more right. in education, put some right. in child care, like, take it away absolutely. from something else. Means test, right. Social Security. Totally. Mean, okay, that's all you get then. I, I stop, ra- stop. The headline that says Biden gets record tax revenue because of this great economy. Does that, the reopened economy? The reopened yeah, economy. Yeah. Are you going to? Tends to do that when you reopen. Businesses usually, you know, people come back to work and they, they pay taxes. Cheese will be next. Next, meme stocks are back. AMC, GameStop, Bed Bath & Beyond, they're all popular again. So we're unpacking the retail trader principles. Is any press good press? Founder of Thinkorswim and Tasty Trades, retail trading trailblazer Tom Sosnov. You can't think of AMC fundamentally. You can't think of, hey, what are these guys going to do? Because they probably have no idea what they're going to do. I think you have to think of it as, hey, it's a tradable stock. It's in play. And it's just, you know, it's a certain level of engagement. And two of Wall Street's most famous activists have new approaches. Squawk Pod will be right back. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. They're back. Meme stocks, the retail trader loved semi-nostalgic, mall-heavy names that had rocket-fueled rides in 2021 are seeing big, big swings again. GameStop, the brick-and-mortar retailer of video games and collectibles, rallied a surprising 67% last week when the company's chairman and, investors hope, reinvention artist Ryan Cohen issued a vote of confidence buying 100,000 additional shares. Cohen also recently obtained a 9% stake in another meme stock, Bed Bath & Beyond, and installed two board members at that retailer. But GME closed down yesterday more than 5% after a session with a huge volume of shares trading, over 17 million moving throughout the day. And the stock of GameStop and of fellow memer AMC were halted briefly for trading on the New York Stock Exchange after rapid swings in the price upon opening. AMC also saw heavy volume Tuesday, more than 200 million shares, following a 28% gain there in the last week, since the movie theater chain's CEO Adam Aaron announced that it's not just popcorn in the latest Avengers movie you could get at AMC. The company purchased a majority stake in a Nevada gold and silver mine. So, for everyone who wants a piece of this meme mania, there are a few places to go. One is Tasty Trade. It's a financial network for retail investors looking to trade options and futures, market insights, research, ideas, and how-tos. It's all in one place. Its sister platform, Tasty Works, is the brokerage like Schwab or TD Ameritrade. 
And speaking of TD, TD Ameritrade purchased a trading platform years ago called Think or Swim. You might have seen the commercials. Think or Swim was founded, funnily enough, by the same guy behind Tasty Trade. Tom Sosnoff. If you've spent any time in the retail trader Reddit revolution meme stock Twitter world, you'll know him. Tasty Trade has over 70,000 followers on Twitter and 285,000 subscribers on YouTube. Tom himself is a bit of a pioneer for retail investors. Think or Swim was one of the very first online trading platforms to be built up in the 1990s. Now I'll toss it to Andrew. Tom, what is going on here? Can you explain this? I wish I could. Um, I don't know, except... It's a good thing, Andrew, when we get a little bit of action in uh, meme stocks. It brings everybody back into the market. It's good for engagement. But what do you what 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 do you what do you ascribe this move to? Um, I think it's a combination of a lot of risk off in the commodity markets and a lot of excitement about you know just the recent rally we've had. It had a huge rally over the last two weeks, and there's been you know a huge decline in implied volatility. There's been a, they've crushed a lot of the um, uh, kind of a lot of money went into things like you know wheat, corn, soybeans, uh, crude oil. A lot of selling in the bond market, and I think it's just kind of think of it more like a sector rotation into things that people like to trade. They like to get, there's a lot of noise and people, traders love noise. And okay, so tell me about you know, the AMC it. apes. That stock's now 29.84. I don't even know if there's going to be a movie theater company when it's over. They're going to be in like all sorts of other investment. I don't, I don't even know what it's going to be. It's going to be like a conglomerate. I don't know what it is. I mean, you and everybody else. I mean, I look at the stock at 29. I mean, I think it traded 200 million shares yesterday. I look at the stock at $29. I mean, I think of it just in terms of I'm an opportunist. So I think of it in terms of, okay, it trades a lot. The option markets are tight. There's huge volume. There's a lot of efficiency in there. And the expected move over the course of the next 15 days is $10 on a $30 stock. That's that's where the excitement is. I, I so don't this think is like just DraftKings. We should just, but so. Yeah. Mean, that's, yeah. That's what it the answer is. is. Yeah, yeah. That that you're you're that that is the answer. The answer is you can't think of AMC fundamentally. You can't think of hey, what are these guys going to do? Because they probably have no idea what they're going to do. I think you have to think of it as hey, it's a tradable stock. It's in play, and it's just you know it's it's a certain level of engagement. Meme stock mania, mania for whatever it is, whatever that means. It's just good for business. It's good for your business. It's good for our business on the trading that, side. Though, what about what about? I mean, look, there are going to be some winners, but there's going to be a lot of losers. Yeah, but it's efficient. So, so you know, efficient you can, losing. I don't well, understand. You can complain. Well, you can complain about inefficient markets because then it's not fair. But when you have efficient markets and you can buy or sell each side a penny wide, you can't complain. Either you know you can take either side. So you can't argue about a penny wide market that trades two hundred million shares. I don't know. You know, Joe and I love uh, I Bed Bath. Think of Bed an, Bath right. is a meme stock now. Right. No, I was trying to think of an analogy, and I couldn't come up with any that are okay for air. But, I think but basically, whole- you're like saying, I mean, think, think of some terrible thing. It's like, wow, it's great for the emergency room business. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are in here. It's, it's, you know, it's not necessarily great, Tom. If it's long term, if it's just all speculation based on nothing, it, it brings that gambling aspect of, of in, into the stock market. I guess we still want to think we're Graham and Dodd and we're not because nothing is anymore. So I, I guess we might as well. So all of this I is understand what you're bakery. Saying. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I think the argument is, you know, if you're in an inefficient market, meaning that it's unfair 
on the retail side, then then I completely understand. But if you have a two-sided market that's a penny wide, people know what who cares? Getting. I mean, if it brings people in and it gets excitement and but it gets Tom, you engaged. But Tom, doesn't it just say, if that's pretend, if you think that the meme stock phenomenon is some kind of pretend land where fundamentals don't matter, you have to almost take it to the extreme. I don't know if it's the extreme, but then you have to say that the whole thing is pretend. And here we are. Is it all pretend? Well, I, I don't think the whole thing is pretend, but I think that, you know, you can question fundamentals. If you believe in efficient market theory, you can question fundamentals all the time for virtually anything. I mean, you have to kind of believe that everything that's known is pretty much in the marketplace. So what you're really hoping for is, is the opportunity to trade something that has tight markets and it's sufficient. That's what people get. You know, the whole business is about noise and wherever there's noise, that's where everybody gravitates to because that's what, what's exciting. What does this say, though, to the extent the meme stocks say anything about what we're seeing, for example, in some of the FANG stocks, which have started to come back despite the fact that interest rates are going up? Yeah, I mean, what it says is that there, there was a lot of interest in stocks. There's a lot of money on the sidelines and people were scared and, and rightfully so for a couple of weeks. And what it said is when you saw volatility start to come down, it came down from in the mid thirties all the way down to the low twenties. That's a lot of risk off. And when you saw these commodity prices start to drop so much, you realize, okay, it's been a risk off couple of weeks and people are excited. And when there's that much excitement, listen, you can't get as much as you want to look at the Apple move from 150 to 175 and say, hey, that's great. People tend to get more excited about a crazy stock like AMC. I don't know why, because I don't, I don't, but a lot of people get more excited about a stock like AMC going from $15 to $30. And, you know, listen, I understand it. It's a cheap stock. It's, it's a cheap stock with tight markets. It's easy to trade. If you think the meme stock phenomenon makes no sense, where, where's crypto in your, in your life? Well, crypto is a little bit different because to me, the future of DeFi is a very important part of what we're going to be looking at for the next decade. And crypto throughout this whole move over the last month or so really validated itself as a as a pretty stable asset class. It didn't budge much. So I think if you look at crypto and you think about the future of, of decentralized finance and you think about globalization and what we're going to be talking about over the next couple of years, which is probably globalization through secure tokens and the way we're going to be able to trade things 24 hours a day, okay, seven right, days a though, week. And we, we've got Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, Ripple sure. and Doge. What do you want to own? Well, I, of those, I want to own Bitcoin and Ether. Tom? Uh, it's a it's a longer conversation. I would love to have this conversation because I love it. We're sort of having these these very philosophical conversations about what this yeah. is all about. Up, I still haven't come up with something that for air. Tom, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Like, Appreciate all, it. All the, all the crime in New York must be good for something. What's what what's going on now, right? Good for uh, the court system? I don't know. It's bad for the court. It's a mess. It is a mess. I would think, but you know, the audience isn't going to be happy with that either. No. Big news in activist land this morning. Investor Bill Ackman saying he's no longer going to take part in vocal activist short-selling campaigns. In his annual letter, Ackman writing, quote, despite our limited participation in this investment strategy, of course, he had a big version of that strategy back in the day with Herbalife, uh, it has generated enormous media attention for Pershing Square. Yes, it has. Then he said, quote, fortunately for all of us and as importantly for our reputation as a supportive, constructive owner, We've permanently retired from this line of work. Among the short-selling campaigns the hedge fund waged, that high-profile battle against Herbalife, as we mentioned, 
ended with some massive losses in 2018. Ackman also shorted mortgage loan companies Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac back in 2007 before the financial crisis, which then turned out to be a very successful bet. Ackman now says he's ready to focus on what he's calling long-term quieter bets. Pershing's current stakes include Netflix, Universal Music Group, Chipotle, Domino's, restaurants, brands. I would think you would like all these brands, Joe. Uh, home improvement I like, retailer. I like their products. Um, yeah, Lowe's. I like Taco Bell more. Right? Lowe's is a, is a friendly. I don't know. I, I think it's, I immediately thought, I guess it's semantics. If you wage an activist campaign against the S&P and are short that, does that count? Yeah. I mean, you, can, you can't. So he's not going to do that anymore? I, that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about individual names. You individual know what I'm names. referring back yep. to. They, he was kind of an activist on the short side of the S&P, but he was actually covering or buying. or I don't know. I, I don't want to get into that. I, I, we, I do want to get into this because Carl, remember Carl? Let's talk about it, and then we'll talk at the end. Carl Icahn is expanding his animal welfare campaign to Kroger, the nation's largest supermarket chain. The activist investor previously targeted uh, McDonald's. He has submitted a plan. Uh, to nominate two candidates to Kroger's board after first contacting the company on Friday. Kroger said uh, that Icon voiced his concerns regarding animal welfare and the use of gestation crates in pork production. Also, uh, Icon taking aim at what he called egregious wage gaps between the CEO, uh, Rodney McMullen, and the median worker pay. Kroger said it would review Icon's proposed board nominees. It said it's responsible uh, sourcing framework uh, what it's trying to do includes transitioning away from uh, gestation crates by 2025. Icon reportedly told uh, Kroger he only owns 100 shares of the company. He's not waging it uh, to make money, but to tackle what he called glaring injustices uh, at Kroger. And, you know, pregnant pigs, they can be hassled and bullied by other pigs, so they put them alone in these gestation crates, but that's no bargain either. They're very small and not a lot of room. No, I'm serious. It's, it's, it is. If you were there, I think you'd say this has to stop. We're not there, so we just take everything for granted. But what I was going to tell you about Icon is, remember I called him a genius, right. but I said he's never, he's a perma bear. So he, he, he said, you know, he really liked, his wife really liked that I called him a genius. So he liked that I called him a genius. Right. Uh, but he would, then he said, I've served on, <laughs> it's this classic Carl, I've served on hundreds of boards. If you saw the kind of people that are running companies, you'd be a perma bear too. That's what he said. And then he said, and actually it's not true. I was bullish once. It was the worst day of my life. Interesting. Yes, but he's always been a perma bear, broadly. Yeah, broadly. Right. He but can be genius and, bullish. And then I said, you're, the guy's got a magic gun. You're not only a genius, he's a national treasure with the stuff he says, too. And then that I said, true. you got to come on. you got to set your alarm. He's got to wake up early. And he said, the only way I'd be on there is if I was still up. Most. <laughs> still, if he's still up at six some night, he'll maybe, come on. Maybe he'll call it. That's Squawk Pod for today. Thanks for listening. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Becky will be back tomorrow, but the guys did an okay job on their own today. Right now, are you feeling like you're wearing pajamas? Is that something I got to factor into my thinking? No, it's just a level of comfort. Okay. Follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And here's where you can help us out. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate Squawk Pod or write a review. You can do it right on your phone. That helps other listeners find us. Have a great Wednesday, and we'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 